This is part two of what is a perception of information security. Welcome to the Exploring Information Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy D. Block, and in this episode, Chris Madalena and I will continue our discussion of what is perception of information security. I think you're absolutely right. I agree with you totally. Um, I don't think security is an IT position. And I think you, I've even been, I, I, a lot of us come up through IT too. Um, you know, you oh, yeah, the, yeah. You sure. got the hacker culture, which is very technical type of thing. So that's going to be a hard tie to sever. But we are, I think we should at some point be moving more towards a guiding factor because security should be within every role. I mean, even within the business function, because they've got to pay attention to, like you said, the phishing emails, because, you know, one person clicks on a phishing email, that entire agency organization could be owned by that one, by that one person if there's, you know, certain things in place. Uh, so I think security is something that is going to be a mindset that a lot of other departments are going to have to take part in. I mean, developers, for example, need to be writing, you know, that's one of the problems right now is writing secure code at the outset, at the beginning of the SDLC process. So security, we need to be at the early stages of the SDLC process. Um, so I'm very much in agreement with you on that. Yeah, one of, um, yeah, kind of think, think of uh, the SDLC process, one of the kind of anecdotes that I've, I've told people, I don't, I don't think people really believe me how, how true this is, though, um, I, my, my wife is uh, is a web developer, and uh, you know, so I know tons of her, you know, people that she works mm -hmm. with that are all web developers. And uh, they came to me one day because uh, they were they were all kind of stressed out because they had a pen test coming up, and they weren't stressed out because of that, <laughs> but it was because the last time they had a pen test. Uh, how whoever had done it like brought down their network. It sounded like I, <laughs> it, that it wasn't poorly ex it was poorly executed or. Uh, you know, they told them just to go go crazy or something. Right. But like, oh yeah, so we had to get this done, and this had to be checked in. We had to do you know all of all right. this, like cram in as much work as we could so they could do this over the weekend. And I said, oh cool. I said, do you know what they're going to do? And they were like, eh, no, I don't know. That's the security team. The security team set it up. I said, but you don't know what they're going to do? And they're like, no. I, what, what do you mean? I was like, they're they're testing your stuff. You don't know what they're going to do. And so I sat him down. I I showed my wife, like showed her burp suite, and you know, I, I like pulled up Shodan and just like kind of went through and showed her like basically just simple open source intelligence and some of the tools, and showed her what in like thirty minutes I could pull up on her company and on on some of the apps that her her team works on that were externally facing or you know could be accessed from the outside for whatever reason, and she was kind of surprised at what I was able to do with it. And I said, yeah, this is roughly what they're going to be doing, you know, over the weekend. Right. And, you know, come, you know, then a couple weeks later, uh, she comes and she says, yeah, we got the report from the pen test. I said, okay, cool. I said, uh, you know, anything interesting? She's like, I don't know. I said, well, what do you mean you don't know? <laughs> and she was like, well, we each got like three pages of paper, like stapled together that was just like on our desk Monday morning that had a list of, it was just, I didn't see it, but it was like just a list of vulnerabilities like, you know, I don't know, it was one of, you know, cross-site scripting, like on this app, like where it was found and then next vulnerability. And like, <laughs> she's like, was, I don't know, it was worthless. Was that from the pen test team? So my, my, my assumption is that like the security team probably got like a big report. They handed it off to like the development, you know, like her manager who, you know, took like a piece of it, you know, for the team eventually got right. 
you know, narrowed down like these like three pages that they printed off and gave to each one of them. But I was like, so "So are you going to fix them? And she's like, no, like we don't have time for that. No one's giving us time. Uh, No, you know, and also we don't, we don't understand them. Like, I don't know what this is. And I said, well, you know, you see, did you try to Google it? And she's like, I don't have time to sit there and Google what this report means. And I was like, man, that is like, I don't know who failed. Like maybe the report was awesome. So I, I, I don't know who did it anyway. So I can't really, you know, be down on the pen testers. <laughs> I was like, but like, man, what a failure. What a total right. missed opportunity. That's whether it was the pen test team that did a bad job or a management failure that that report wasn't disseminated properly. But, you know, so those probably aren't going to be fixed or, you well, know, they'll be fixed later, you know. Because the people that needed to do the actual work had no understanding, didn't receive uh, an explanation as to why it was relevant um, and why any of it mattered or what it what the implications were. Well, and, so uh, and that was a lot of it where, you know, they didn't even understand, like, well, what can you even do with this? Like, well, I. <laughs> well, so but but you so your wife's company has like a security team. Yeah. Yeah, so that's I think where the failure is, and that's where security gets a bad, bad reputation is the fact that security team it, we we should be you know we're talking about being the guiding factor here. We should be interpreting the results and going okay, this is and if if you know they maybe they don't have a good understanding of web application security, but if they don't, that's an area they've got to start pulling up Google and doing it. And and you know I don't have a good under, great understanding of web application security. I've, I've worked a lot with it in the last year and a half, but I will go sit down with the developers and let's go figure this out together. And, and that's kind of like the approach that I take with a lot of different things. So, and I think that's, I think the, and we talked about this pregame too, is that just, there's a lot of lack of mentorship um, within, mm-hmm. within the security space. And, you, you know, I think security can be a very friendly face. I've been to the security conferences. Everyone's yeah. great. Everyone's friendly. We can be friendly with, and, and we can take that friendliness and be friendly with other departments. And, you know, cause like you said, everyone else is under pressure to get the job done. And you're, you know, the developers have a timeline to get stuff done and get, get everything. But, mm-hmm. but all that, and that also uh, again comes, has to come from support from the top as well. So management has to go, wait, my yeah. people, my people don't understand this. You got to help us ex- understand this so we can go fix these problems. And, you know, there's a little bit of a, it might sound like there's maybe a little bit of accountability thing there. So they may have just had a pen test to, to check off a box, which is just a whole nother podcast in itself. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> there's, there's many roads to go down with that 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 one anecdote of because yeah, the, the other thing too is um not not to, to to pick on them too much but like you know that that security team i, I don't even know if they're a if they have a sock you know are they actually right. a, like a security team or are they the people tasked with security that are part of it right. which could be a big difference because when you and, and this is also the reason that we don't often get into of why don't we want to be considered IT? It's not really like we don't want to be part of your group. Um, it's really more the fact that I can't be managing systems and like imaging new mm-hmm. computers or doing all that while also handling security because then I would be way too busy to try to guide anyone or explain things. I th- and I um, think a lo- I think a lot of people are struggling with that. I know I've struggled that with my job. I've I've had to run the the antivirus server and I've had to run the I've had to fill out website requests uh, because it has like a 
it sort of has a security lane, so it falls, you know, because we block web ads and mm-hmm. some other things in it, and it, it helps with doing some kind of invest incident response type of things. But yeah, you're absolutely right. But I, you know, it, it's I, I think I think security is still very much maturing. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're right there. That, um, th- and, and actually, just that made me think of uh, the thing that I I, th- I think a lot about is, and I try to stress this like, when I'm talking with clients, and also just even internally at uh, at my company, is when I'm when, when we're looking at uh, doing a vulnerability assessment. One of the things that we we try to call out is. Um, is process failures, and this is something that I um, got from. I forget his name. He, I, I saw a presentation he gave. It was, it was one of the um, uh, w- one of the auditors at, at TrustedSec. They they talked a lot in this one presentation I saw about uh, the idea of a process failure, and that really stuck with me because he he lumped in. He's like, well, you know, if you have a misconfigured device or a, a a default password, or it's like a really bad password, you know, something that would you look at it and if you were doing a penetration test, you get that and you're like, I'm in, done. You know, and then you proceed to do like post exploitation um, and you kind of wrap things up in record time. Uh, you know, he said, he's like, well, those are process failures because somewhere, something in that organization said that was okay to implement that with default settings. You know, put that out there with the default password or use this bad password. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we want to do is, obviously, you know, from the red team side, um, and I think some people get uh, caught up in the idea of, like, kind of the glory of, like, I want to be, like, a hacker from the movies. I'm going to break into things. And so they're perfectly happy to take the those easy roads when they open up. Um, but really, it's almost like the, the pen test becomes so much less valuable when when that's one of your roads in because you're not testing a mature program you're testing a, a very much a, an immature program because there's a broken process somewhere um or they're not doing regular assessments if maybe they changed that process but no one ever went back and made sure that the existing hardware was set up properly mm-hmm. um, so really you want to call that out and say hey you know and again be that guiding force not say oh you have a vulnerability here say hey we noticed that there is a default password. That's what let us get in. Um, and, you know, why don't you go fix that? And don't do, uh, you know, and, and calling it out as a, pro- as a process failure and letting them know how to fix it. That, hey, put it, get a process in place to, to do something so that these passwords don't get, you know, un- uh, don't go into the hour unchanged. Or, you know, make sure you're always setting these devices up properly. Um, you know, and then say, okay, then come back to us and let's do it, do it again. And we'll see if we can find another way in, uh, because we always want to be testing a mature program because if we're just testing, uh, you know, an immature program, then the next time we come in, they might've just changed that password, but then they put in a new router or whatever. And then you find the same problem because they just did the tactical response of change the passwords, right? Update the settings. And then they, you know, checked off the boxes in your report said, okay, I did it. And then a year later, they call you back to do another pen test and you find a similar way in because they replaced something and, you know, didn't have that updated process in place. And that, yeah, that's definitely where I can see, um, you know, a guiding force coming into play right. of explaining to them what should be changed and, and why uh, it would be a good idea to do so. So I, th- I think we've covered the perception within the business pretty well is is there anything else you'd like to mention that we haven't already discussed 
Oh man, I was just just trying to go through everything we've talked about. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a little bit difficult. We've, we've kind of covered been, a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah That's fine. I, I mean, it, it, you know, we there's also the perception out in the real world with like all the TV shows and stuff that we could talk about. Yeah. But I and I'm really kind of and that's kind of what I expected we'd talk about. But we've kind of talked about more about the business, and I think that's good as well uh, because it's a lot. I think that's a lot of where. Uh, obviously that's where a lot of us work, but you know, that's, uh, that's where a lot of us need to start making some strides and, and changing the perception of security. And, it, and it, I think there's some interesting ideas here from, cause I've never thought about that. Uh, I, I've thought about the guiding factor, but I've, I have also always thought about security as kind of like an IT role, but that's because I've come up through IT. Um, mm-hmm. but it's not, if you do think about it, like you said, it's not like you have an understanding of all that, but really it's not IT because it's just, it's just telling it's telling people how processes should be done and how things should be configured. Yeah, definitely. It's and, and kind of to speak to yeah, kind of out, out there in the real world though is that there are some of what we talked about um, does affect that as well. Like one one of the big ones, um, and we saw that a lot uh, with the you know the, the the Jeep hacking you know this past week because uh, that was. That that's going on like kind of right now uh, while we're recording this. I guess just to quickly go over that, if um, you know, if it's been forgotten by the time this this goes up, <laughs> um, yeah. is a uh, a couple of security researchers uh, found a vulnerability in the latest uh, I think the Jeep Cherokee, mm-hmm. um, and it basically allows them to to take remote control over the car and cause a bunch of problems. Um, and it made a really big splash this past week because, and I, I take a little bit of of umbrage with how the security researchers did it. Uh, oh, like I'm, I, with, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, they've been on Twitter going like, "See, look, we can get press for our." Like one of them was out there saying on Twitter, "Like, you know, see, we can get press without having like a a goofy logo and a crazy name for our vulnerability." And I wanted to be like, "Oh, yeah, but you did this huge sensationalist like article with Wired." Like, right. <laughs> Well, and, and, and now they're the story, and the question is, you know, security research, and that's a whole nother podcast, but yeah, they've kind of inserted themselves into the story. It's not a story about G-packing. It's, it's about, it's kind of also, it's a story about that, but it's also a story about what's the proper way to do some of this research in a safe manner, not shut down the car on a highway f- which, with a journalist in it. Yeah, which is, um, yeah, so the kind of briefly touching what you said, that's a, that could be a whole like hour long conversation at least <laughs> is a, a lot of people. Um, and, and Ben 10 had a, had a really good blog post about this where, where he had a couple of, uh, examples of tweets that, uh, some people reported as like, you know, security researchers disable Jeep. Like, okay, that's interesting, you know, but that's not a very snappy headline. So right. some people ran with like hackers, you know, take control over <laughs> Jeep, and that's, it's still accurate, right? It, we didn't really change, but to the outside world, a hacker is always a bad guy. Like people don't really identify hackers as being good or bad unless right. you're because if you think about it, anytime you've probably had a conversation where you refer to like a good hacker, at some point you went, There's good and bad ones, okay? And then you <laughs> Um, so we refer to ourselves as hackers. Uh, you know, uh we, we a lot of the conferences say like hacker convention, you know, like right. as a subtitle to it. Um, and that's fine because it tells us the community what it is, but to the outside world, it's still like a, 
that becomes very ambiguous or a little bit scary. So to say like hackers take control over a Jeep, that sounds very uh, malicious. It doesn't sound like there's some research from these two security researchers that allowed them to do this. So it, it becomes kind of a lie to say hackers did it because you're playing on the idea that the reader thinks like bad criminal did mm. something to someone's car. Right. Um, and so, so that, that definitely I think is a, is a big hurdle for us to overcome because I don't think we're going to let go of the word hacker because it has a lot, it has a lot of flavor. We really like it. It's been sort of mm. with that industry you know, with the industry, um, for a long time, there's plenty of people that consider themselves hackers. You don't have to even be in security for it, right? It's not a security-specific role. Right. Just MacGyver. MacGyver's a hacker. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're curious. <laughs> you're putting your cobbling things together. You're screwing around with things. You're a Solving hacker. Solving problems. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's 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 it's, it's fun. You know, people take pride in being a hacker, and they and they should. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's with how it's used in the media. We have to be careful, I think, with how it gets used, kind of outside of like the conferences, because it it can really color the impression of uh, you know when you're trying to be that guiding force to say like to start using words like that. You know, kind of go back to you need to know your audience. Um, right. So if you are start you're throwing out words like that and you're talking to the wrong people or your, your uh, you know, your articles going up in front of a certain audience, it's going to color the perception of that. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And I don't know, I, I keep thinking about hacker almost because it is uh, sensationalized, but it's also, it, it, to me, it almost has like a horror movie type of connotation, you know, people, you know, a bad guy hacking up some teenagers yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. It's the, so the full blown, like, yeah, hoodie. And it's that's, yeah, and that's going to be three really, laptops in the back of a van <laughs> with a mask and some gloves on that you really probably couldn't type with. But yep. yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, losing the hacker. And I know a lot of people want to hold on to the name hacker, and I, I think that's admirable. I, I think, though, at some point, we are going to have to also accept the fact that we are information security professionals, and that just sounds more mm-hmm. professional within uh within that space and and if we start switching to that it's gonna you know kind of help with the perception a little bit so yeah and 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 to that point though is that with how hacker has been kind of taken on this life of its own and it it's kind of difficult for us to use it and be taken seriously or not have that you know miscolored perception um that's to go back to the jeep hacking and um and then you know Earlier this year with Chris Roberts and the planes and all that, um, <laughs> it's like you know I, I've I've talked to Chris Roberts. I think he's an awesome guy. Yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. And I don't really, and you know, and, and he has owned like what he said on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know, he, it was a mistake. Shouldn't have said it. It caused you know he definitely did not mean for it to be like taken well, so seriously. And, and yeah, there, there's a spread like that. Yeah, there's a perception issue right there. Yeah. Yes, but so now. Um, like also to uh, uh, at, at B sides destroyed. Mark Stanislaw for Rapid Seven gave a uh, gave the keynote uh, that Saturday, and uh, one of the things he mentioned that um, there's a lot that he says in that keynote. Actually, if you if you have heard it, that uh, is controversial and is definitely very much his opinion. But one of the things that I I took away from it was you know he went before I I want to say it was Congress. Um, the week after kind of all of that blew up and he was seeking um, 
exemption from the DMCA for security researchers. And while Chris Roberts never meant any harm with what he was what, what he was saying on Twitter, and it probably shouldn't have, uh, have affected Mark. You know, one of the questions Mark says he got, like, first thing was, why should we trust security researchers and exempt them from the DMCA when they're doing that? Right. And, and it's like, ah, well, you know what? Fair question. Touche. You know, and then you see the thing with the Jeep, the, you know, and whether or not, um, like, I'm still kind of unclear of exactly what went on with the Jeep hacking, um, you know, with the highway. And it, some of it was done in the parking lots and some right. of it was on a high. All of that um, could have been done in a parking lot, to be honest. But yeah, it's all still of it probably should have been. Yeah. yeah, it's or a test track of some kind. And um, and, and you know, so now they're getting a lot of uh, I don't know. I actually don't know because I haven't read. I've been trying to read the articles, but I haven't read all of them yet. Uh, or, you know, all the ones I have, like, bookmarked. Um, but, you know, but they're getting, uh, you know, they're, they're getting kind of damn, like, look what these these guys are crazy. They're, right. They endangered lives. And right. so now it's, again, we're, if we keep this up, eventually security researcher will be like, oh, you're a security researcher. Do you do research or do you, you know, screw around with planes and Jeeps on highways? Right, right. <laughs> like, if we want to do something that's, Perhaps uh, of the, a, a, in a gray area, maybe let's move away from moving vehicles in the pl- in, you know in the sky or <laughs> right on no, highways. Ab- absolutely, if we could yeah. just move away from that for a few months. <laughs> well, and I think I think that's something that, that is just going to have to mature within the security industry. Is that we're going to have to that perception and you know kind of define standards. So you know mm-hmm. you can kind of define the difference between security researcher and the term stunt hacking. Uh, which, which you know, stunt hacking has its uses in making an impact, but the, the, well, sure, impact, the, the impact here is that it's, you know, they're starting to be drawn into being part of the story. Uh, the good mm-hmm. thing that they did have was that there's there's a recall now for Chrysler. Yeah, yeah Chrysler. For sure. So that that's, that's, a, that's very much positive, and that's something I think they can be proud of. But now they're having to also, instead of being able to get back to their security research, they're having to combat... Uh, the PR mm-hmm. and some of that stuff of, of well, you, you know, the kind of the moral of doing, you know, that article or putting that journalist on the highway and, you know, having some of the other stuff going on. So it's, it's, you know, it, we, we, I think we, I think what we've done is good and, and sometimes it, it requires that, but we also need to keep in mind that we are professionals and uh, we need to be conscious of our perception. Jeez. Yeah, I think it it, it kind of goes back to to that earlier point we talked about. It's it's a really easy motivator using fear, you know. To and and who knows if they had? Uh, I mean, I I want to say they were reporting it to to Fiat mm-hmm. slash yep. Chrysler. I think so. Sheet, yeah, um, and weren't getting the traction uh, that they wanted. Um, I think I, I'd seen uh, a couple of mentions that it was reported to them like three months before the. The car was to release for this year, which you know, so it was like already going out to dealership. So they would have they didn't want to do a recall. Um, they do have a firmware update available for it, but it's like but in in their contract they they forced like the dealerships to charge three hundred dollars for that. So it's like, well, do you want your car to be vulnerable, or you can pay us three hundred dollars and we'll give you the new software? You know, right. it's um, so this definitely had a much better uh, response from Fiat. But yeah, there's that whole debate that we just kind of had on was it a good way to go about it? Um, 
I, I don't think so. But again, you know, it's it. That's kind of been our fallback a lot. That I hope we can get away from uh, well, you know, using well, fear to be like, look, you know, or 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 shame, fear and shame. That's right, kind of our, right. our our big two, uh, and they're very effective. <laughs> yeah, information security is very much in its teenage stage right now. We're about to maybe head into college where we do some more. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe we're already in the college stage. I don't, I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, it, I think it's just a maturity thing. So, and I think uh, I think we can do a very we can do a better job of of trying to improve our perception, like everyone. So, because I think you know, like you said, hacker is kind of like a recluse creature. Mm-hmm. But you go to these security conferences, and and they're absolutely great people. So. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the one thing I um when I have and and, and also to be clear, like I love security researchers. I, I <laughs> yeah, I we're not knocking them. Yeah, white papers and stuff that they they put out. Yeah. I understand like work. half of it right. and then just kind of marvel at the you know <laughs> might as well you're skip so the conclusion smart. most of the time and be like wow that's okay <laughs> i i understand what you're telling me i don't understand how you found it but that's but yeah it's uh i guess i wish there was a way that they could tell you know in, in that perfect world where they could just tell someone something's wrong and it just gets fixed but yeah absolutely um but yeah, yeah it's the and the other thing to do with the security conference like you mentioned that there's the people at the conferences are awesome and i I know that uh, you know that that if they could get in front of people and and present it, you know, present things like they present at the security conferences in, in that same way in that friendly way, uh, that we could probably gain some traction. Where right now it's we struggle, um, but uh, the other thing we have to remember too is that uh, you know there's this that kind of vicious cycle where you know the security people look at uh, like the IT people or the develop and they got ah, stupid developers always making the same mistakes in their <laughs> web apps. And then the developers look at like stupid IT people can't keep my server up. The IT people say stupid developers don't know how to write a service. Their server keeps going down. You know, and there's just like this circle of everyone is just thinks someone else is being stupid. And everyone hates security because security is waving a stick at them. Um, and <laughs> the thing to remember is that we often get uh, that perception from the security community is often we get defensive. Like, no, we're telling you the right way to do things. You should listen mm-hmm. to us. Yep. But remember that the crew that you see at security conferences, the people at the just showed up to a security conference and did some networking and saw some talks are like already leagues ahead of most of the security people that are, that do nothing, but they check in at nine o'clock. They, you know, wave their stick at some developers (laughs) and then, you know, check out at five. Uh, There are definitely people out there just like there are honestly bad developers that are making the same mistakes when they know they shouldn't. And, you know, people that are leaving all kinds of services open to the internet, or you know, whatever, making those same mistakes that we uh, um, that we're you know you find on pen tests and assessments. Um, you know, those same people exist in security. So you know, n- no one is perfect, uh, and so that's that's the other way we're we're out there guiding people, trying to spread our knowledge um, and talk to people. You know, we, we can also uh, reach people. You know that aren't showing up at the conferences, security people that could. Uh, we know we, we kind of mentioned in the pregame where we, t- you know, you talked about uh, at the state level, you don't always get some of the best talent because the pay is not great, or mm-hmm. uh, just with how the hiring is, uh, the really good talent might end up at private companies, um, and that's totally fine because sometimes those people are are great. They're you know diamonds in the rough that you don't you don't realize what their potential is because they've been stuck on the help desk for the last eight years um, but they really know their stuff but everyone's going to make mistakes 
And if no one's there to, you know, to say, hey, you know, this is wrong, do it this way. Um, or at least have that debate with them so they can figure out what the right or wrong way to do something is. They'll just keep doing it their way forever until someone stops them. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I th- they don't I th- have I th- anyone there to be a mentor, you know. Yeah. So I think our takeaway here is to be a guiding factor both within the community and with that and outside of it with uh, even with your family. Yeah, I think so. Yep. All right. Uh, well, that's going to do it. Hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at TimothyDBlock or email me at Timothy.dblock at gmail.com. And let me know what you what you didn't learn, and we'll try to cover that in a future podcast. I think we've got a, quite a few future podcasts out of this one. Uh, something <laughs> I hopefully, hopefully uh, plan, plan to cover. Chris, uh, go ahead and give the people your, your Twitter handle and anything else you'd like to plug. Uh, sure. So you can find me on Twitter at uh, cmadalena. That's just C M A D D A L E N A. And I don't, I don't really have anything to plug. Just uh, you know, thanks for having me, Tim. All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, that's going to be it. Have a good one. Bye.